Welcome to the Intuitive Hour with psychic medium, author, and intuitive life coach, Michelle Beltran. The Intuitive Hour will empower you to learn how to magnify your intuitive voice. Listen in and expand your understanding of what it means to be psychic and how to awaken, amplify, and trust your inner voice. Hello, everyone. Welcome. You are joining another episode of the Intuitive Hour, Awaken Your Inner Voice, and I'm your host, Michelle Beltran. We visit here each week and talk about intuition, psychic development, life coaching, all matters around metaphysical and so much more. And today, we're actually talking specifically about relationships. I want to bring forward five very powerful techniques for relationship balance. This is by request. One of our listeners wanted to know more about finding balance in relationship and how to achieve nice, positive, powerful, grounded flow with your partner. All right, so let's just get right into this here today, this very special topic. All endeavors begin by having a clear perception of who you are. That means knowing your strengths, your weaknesses, thoughts, your beliefs, motivations, emotions, and desires. We call this self-actualization, and it's the foundation upon which you build an understanding of not only yourself, but the people around you and how they perceive you. It gives you the capacity, this self-actualization, to recognize where you belong in the universe and the world and what role you're meant to play. So psychic development and developing self-awareness is important in all aspects of your life here on Earth. It means cultivating meaningful relationships and acquiring a sympathetic and empathetic sense for your fellow men and women and friends and family. When you direct and monitor your behavior to foster positive relationships and work to improve your own shortcomings, you learn to tolerate and forgive the misgivings of others. When you understand the troubles and challenges of your own personality, you then learn the meaning of being helpful to others. All right, with that, let's talk a little bit about intuitive development and how that includes relationship, equanimity, and balance. So, Whether you've been in a disagreement of some kind for uh, many months with your partner, or perhaps you didn't even know there was a problem, having separation or having some kind of parting or distance or breakup is not easy, never easy. As magical as it feels to fall in love, that's how devastating it feels to know your relationship is falling apart. And so the next question is, well, what can you do? If you still love your partner and you want to mend the relationship, the really good news is there is hope. 
But remember, you have to know that you want this. You want to mend it. Two people jumping two feet in, saying, yes, I want this. Also, know that even if you feel like a victim, you play a role in setting up what is and isn't acceptable in your relationship. While there aren't any guarantees that you will restore your failed connection or seeming failed connection, there's a really good chance that things can turn around for the better, especially if you're just willing to work on it. Again, jumping two feet in, rolling up your sleeves and saying, yes, we're willing. With that in mind, I want to give you five steps now to take to win back that love you wanted or you feel you lost. Build, building bridges for communication and restoring a relationship that's been pulling apart or breaking apart over the past weeks or months or even years. When you want to get back what you're losing in this relationship, there are a number of things to try, but here are again five things I want to start you off with. First and foremost, start with yourself. So let's talk about that a little bit. What does that mean? There's a lot wrapped up in those three words. Start with yourself. Before you even approach your partner, you have to be willing to take a good look at your own motives for doing so, as well as your own actions that have contributed to the problems or issues or matters that are ongoing. Why do you want to reconcile? Is that because you're afraid to be alone? Because you have been with the person so long? Because you're afraid of what your family and friends will say. If your reason for reconciling isn't love for your partner, take some time to think about whether or not reconciliation is truly worth pursuing. Staying together because of what others think may not be enough to sustain your relationship long term. Likewise, before going to the person, your partner, ask yourself what the problem is. How did you contribute? It takes two, remember. Did you legitimately do something wrong? How have you hurt your partner, him or her? If you realized you've erred in a clear way, be ready to accept full responsibility, apologize, and seek to make amends for what's happened. Next, be willing to think through the conflict. And what I mean by that is this. If your partner has already expressed to you what problems have led to the relationship failing or the separation or disengaging that you're having, think through what root issues are at work here. Ask yourself, what are you actually fighting about? What are you actually at odds about? Children, money, 
travel, homes, health. The reasons may be obvious. It could even include infidelity, constant disagreement, not seeing eye to eye about key issues. In some cases, the failure may stem from smaller and more subtle problems. If you haven't been able to talk yet about what's going on, what's at the core, do so. And be prepared to listen to your partner and try to understand his or her perspective. Sometimes we just forget to do these very simple things, yet profound, that we know. All right, number three. Please talk to each other. The, the good old communication, that big C word, communication, we all hear so often. Talk to your partner in the most non-confrontational loving way that you can and try to talk through your problems. Not only does your word choice matter, but your tone matters. How you say words matters. You can say what you feel with care and grace and love, not finding fault in another. So practice bridge-building communication skills like attentiveness, affirmation, and de-escalation. When you feel emotion and energy rising, it's okay to say, Let's come back to this another time. Don't be afraid to apologize for your mistakes, also part of communication. Listen thoughtfully when the other person talks. We often want to share our side. Be a listener, not a responder. Learn how to do that. If you tend to raise your voice or even yell when you're angry or upset. Make every effort to stay calm. And if it helps for you both to go to a public place so that you don't go into the more extreme emotion or you can stay balanced and be more aware of your surroundings and less likely to lash out or freak out, for lack of better words, then do so. Remind yourself of why you're trying to reconcile and let that guide your discussion. It is true that couples who are good communicators stay with one issue at a time and talk about what they need from each other in the present. They don't try to persuade the other of a position that will be satisfying to them at the expense of the other, but rather, one issue at a time, they talk, and they share, and they present, and they listen. Number four, getting help, getting support. When one-on-one conversation between your partner is not working, and isn't leading to reconciliation, and you find yourself continually going in a circle, never coming out, never reaching resolve, 
then it's time for a neutral third party, such as a professional counselor of some kind or coach or uh, could be even a friend, but someone you both trust, it's time for them to come in. Sometimes it takes a third person to reach better understanding and neutrality and a, a rhythm where communication can help. Very often this removes some of the that heightened emotion from the situation. When you both learn to look at your relationship from a more detached, neutral point of view, through the support of a third person, then success can happen. Likewise, a counselor can provide advice and counsel or therapy, support, perspective that is much easier to receive than from a person, from the person who, with whom you have these pointed emotions with. All right, last here as we begin to wind down our episode. Be willing to change. It doesn't matter if you've been together for 20 years or 50 years. It's never too late to renegotiate your dynamics and set new patterns. Change is good. Make it your friend. You may even want to put a new agreement in writing if you need to, so it's especially super-duper clear. When you both come to terms, you can agree on a collaborative. When you both come to terms, you can agree on... When you both come to terms that you can agree on and collaborate in making, it puts you on that same page. Both working toward an improved connection. As that saying goes, it takes two to tango. So simply desiring a relationship fix on your own may not be enough to salvage what's been damaged or gone awry. That said, by thoughtfully pursuing your partner and showing how you genuinely love him or her, you may be able to create inroads for better communication and understanding, not to mention healing in the future. All right, everyone, that is our episode for the day. Thank you for being here. I look forward to meeting you again here all next week. All right, we will bring our episode to a close. Thank you, everyone, for being here. I look forward to seeing you all next week. As always, for any questions or comments, do reach out at mbeltran at michellebeltran.com or you can reach me by telephone at 800-607-1770. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Thanks for listening to the Intuitive Hour with Michelle Beltran. If you like what you heard, please share our podcast with a friend and be sure to visit michellebeltran.com 
to get Michelle's popular Develop Your Clairvoyance ebook.